this week, there are over 700 members of BC's firefighting community. And that's uh, wildlife mitigation specialists, firefighters, emergency managers, wildfire scientists. They're here for the Wildfire Resiliency and Training Summit. It's an important five-day event considering the images that are coming out of Alberta, images that we've seen coming out of Australia, and of course, images right here in British Columbia that we've seen over the last two or three years. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, the summit is Curtis Isfeld. He's a director of Fire Center Operations at BC Wildfire Service. Curtis, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Jazz. Thanks for having me. So how important uh, is this uh, event in regards to better prepare British Columbia for uh, wildfires, fires in general, uh, particularly in the era of climate change? Yeah, thanks for the question. I think uh, it's critically important for all of British Columbia for an event like this to occur. Um, wildfire doesn't disseminate in British Columbia, affects all levels of society. And really, uh, the importance of this event is that it brings all those levels of society together within their respective organizations to come together to one spot, uh, to share information, and really to build uh, partnerships to help make a stronger British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Now, I said you're the Director of Fire Center Operations for BC Wildfire Service. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you're, you're responsible for six regional fire centres, 33 zone offices, and there's about 1,600 staff uh, in all of that. Uh, yes, that's correct. So it's a big a big organization, lots of responsibility for you, particularly uh, in the summer months. Um, what has changed? Let's say if you're looking at your job today, from 15 years ago. What is different about it? Um, Well, I would say, I say the big difference is that uh, things used to be a little bit more predictable when it came to hazard management and emergency management in general. Um, Things could be aligned to a planning cycle. I think what we're seeing 15 years later, um, if we we think, think to today is is a very unpredictable nature associated to emergency management, particularly hazard management. We're seeing um, obviously longer wildfire seasons, seasons that are starting earlier, uh, ending later, um, coming with uh, weather patterns that um, are sporadic and sort of less predictable than what we would have saw uh, 15 years ago. Hmm. Um, what are you learning from other jurisdictions? I mean, uh, Australia has its challenges, uh, you know, uh, different weather patterns at times, um, different terrain. Alberta, one could argue the same. What are you learning from other jurisdictions, whether it be Alberta, Australia, or even some of the Western states? Yeah, I would say uh, our partnership with all those agencies that you met is very robust. Um, There's quite an exchange of information that occurs both nationally and internationally. In fact, uh, as part of this conference, we have representatives from CAL FIRE that will be presenting on uh, Friday. As well, we have a representative all the way from Australia that's attending as well, too. I would say the common thread of what those agencies have learned is that preparedness is a year-round job, mm-hmm. especially in today's climate. And the requirement to focus on relationships at all levels inside your jurisdiction is of critical importance because there isn't one agency in any province or jurisdiction that can do this on their own. Um, It will take, and it does take, those relationships at all levels in the organizations and an integrated response 
in order to achieve, achieve success. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to uh, the sort of, it, it, this is not just a, a summer phenomenon here, you have to be prepared all year. Do we, do we need as, as, as citizens to be putting more money into this issue year round? I mean, is the budgeting there or do you think we need to be spending more money in preparation for even more difficult uh, summers ahead? Um, well, this this uh, this particular government has invested um, in BC wildfire uh, recently. Uh, we received we received an uplift in our base funding and as well critical uh, programs in our prevention programs, such as our community resilient investment, have um, received significant increased funding uh, over the past few years and into the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to the Okanagan, in regards to the Caribou, is there one region that is more susceptible uh, to more of these wildfires moving moving forward? If there's one or two regions where you see significant increase in wildfires the last four years, or or is of concern for you moving forward? Uh, well, that that can change uh, on a year to year basis, actually, um, and really that's dependent on weather patterns and the fire indices that develop towards the end of the year. Uh, As an example, what I can share with you um, is that given how nice it was last October, October 2022, um, what we saw is probably the lowest precip levels uh, in a couple of areas, one being the northeast and in particular the south interior. And Mm -hmm. so what that does is that actually over winter sets us up with uh, fire indices that put us into a position where we are paying attention to those areas, uh, obviously a little closer when it comes to preparedness and risk management. Hmm. Uh, in regards to uh, firefighting themselves, uh, do we have to hire more firefighters year-round? I know in the summertime you, you ramp up um, and, and it, a lot of students also are involved as well. Is there a push now to have more employees full-time year-round as part of that budget process? Yeah, there was. Thanks for that question, because, um, in fact, uh, just over the winter, uh, there was a conversion process that saw us take um, approximately 113 auxiliary staff and turn those into full-time positions. Mm -hmm. Um, Currently, right now, we're sitting at around 1,600 auxiliaries, and we project by 2025 that number will likely be closer to around 2,000. That's a huge jump, um, considering uh, in a short period of time. But it, what it speaks to at its core is that there's a fundamental rethink on how we view fires and climate change in this province. And there's a, and there's a dollar bill attached to it at the end of the day. And I'm not saying that as a negative, but you're going to hire full-time people uh, and jumping and, and increasing the, the, the staffing that much it speaks to the challenges ahead for us. It, it sure does. And it also, it also does another thing for us, too, and that is that... Um, Certainly our core mandate is wildfire, but uh, we are uh, a broader support service for other government agencies and local government when it comes to other hazards. Uh, Currently, we have staff uh, that are deployed in flood response efforts as well, supporting um, communities and First Nations. And it allows us having that extra staffing um, and increasing terms of our auxiliary staff allow us to be able to work in that space and support British Columbians as well. So if I'm, you know, when when I was an MLA, Premier Horgan talked about uh, 
the ability to whatever the decisions you're making in government, you do have to have a climate change lens to them. So let's say the Ministry of Transportation wants to build a bridge or wants to build a road. Uh, is there a conversation with your department or at least somebody in regards to climate change on what things they could be doing a little differently in regards to dealing with the long-term implications uh, of some of these projects uh, in relations to climate change? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this government's undergoing right now currently a forest landscape planning process, which uh, is basically all interested parties on the land base have a say in designing uh, what activities will happen on the land base over the next 10 years and what considerations need to be given to the protection of the values that have been identified uh, in those forest landscape plans. Well, it's an interesting topic, and I know there's lots of work ahead uh, moving forward in regards to wildfires. I used to cover a lot of them in my early days as a reporter. I know the tremendous amount of work on the front lines uh, from staff uh, throughout this province, and it is uh, a little tougher now with climate change. Uh, and uh, <laughs> government has to move quickly. And, and uh, I'm glad you're doing some of this stuff because uh, we've uh, been given enough examples of the last few years in this province in regards to challenges before us. So, Curtis, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Jess. Take care.